Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. When they fired me or whatever, yeah. um, I needed to be out in this wilderness because even if I had to go into something which I'm not going to speak that but I would go to a job with a different mindset I yeah. I would never not have an entrepreneurial mindset and yeah. I told there's two mindsets that I have when it comes to the jobs if I had to get a job I'd be running again I'd be running away because it's just confinement for me now. yeah <laughs> it's a, it feels like a dead end it, it feels like a dead it's a, it's a confinement for me now but other than that um, just to see the zombie like effect on people having to get up you know what I'm saying? Not being in control of their own destiny. Yeah. Once the light has come on, you can't shut it off. You know that what depression like that comes said, with it. Yeah. yeah, I'm a plan for life. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here for life, which which means that I'm always going to pursue uh, entrepreneurship because yeah. of the freedom. And know? a lot of us have that story. Mine was Chase. I retired from Chase, but I was juggling my shoe store in Chase, and I just couldn't do it no more. Wow. So, but so for, instead of quitting for me, I'm like, let me retire because it's gonna be the last job I That's have. Right. You did. <laughs> yeah, man, I gotta give you a round of applause. So it's either dropping out of school, it's leaving a job, it's it's some it's whatever you feel is holding you back. You gotta release that. Absolutely. If you do have a comment, we want to interact with you today. So please, oh please, oh please. Uh, we also. Thank you so much, uh, baby, for putting his uh, his cash app in there. If you do want to donate to anything that he says, he's going to drop signs today. Joanna uh, Cruz Williams is on the check-in right now. Uh, Black Rose, thank you so much for tapping in. Aries, if you're still on the check-in. My sister from Houston is on the check-in as well. Who else? So we're going to really try to uh, really tap in with you guys as far as this discussion goes. Uh, but we are talking about Nick Cannon right now. And... Um, is he wrong or is he right there? We all come up with the same answer here. Uh, there's no wrong or right. I, I really like the fact that all the women know each other. All the women are, uh, and he is basically getting, he's not trapping any of these women. Yeah. He's getting, they're, they're going in knowing what it is. Yeah. The next person has to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and considering that this is his ninth child. Yeah. Right? Y'all, y'all and he know is, what it and is. two are already on the way. I mean, so, and, and the woman, here's the thing, and I always said this, my dad said this, and I always say this, he who has the marbles controls the game. Yeah. He who has the most marbles controls the game. So, a lot of women are upset with the woman who spoke out today, and she says, well, I'm in a monogamous relationship with Nick. Yeah. He, of course, has multiple relationships with all these women, but a lot of the conditions are... You have to be with me and only me. Nick is controlling the dynamic, which means yeah. that these women have to be with him. So they have to be monogamous with him. Mm -hmm. But, of course, he's maintaining it. And and I would only say that that privilege is only reserved for the affluent. I could say, I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Cause I, no, yeah. please Cause you can truth. be No, because you can be affluent in ways other than like money and stuff. So I agree with you 100%. And when I say that, Come on, man. I mean, I've just seen it in real time that men who are struggling just do not yeah. get respected like yeah, that. For you sure. know what I'm saying? I mean, there there are certain rules of the game that you have to abide by yeah. when you are struggling. But a lot of men who make money or just like you said, have access to resources, they get a pass. 
Absolutely. to this life that a lot of men who are struggling are nine to five and don't. But have. I think, but I think that's rightfully so. It's, it's, you know, it's funny that assumption, and I, and I hate to ever assume, but if I have right. to assume, I would rather do it with like with, with education, with information. You sure, know what absolutely. I mean? So, in the business world. You mean you so quick to meet a new person and go into a meeting. I don't know anything about this person. So I have to gather as much information off of what you saying and like your energy and what you talking about in this five minute span. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So for a person who doesn't have resources or who's broke, it's not the fact that you don't have money. It's you your confidence is gonna be different. How you speak is different, how you move is different. And I'm in hey. a person with money knows to pay attention to those things. A woman who's looking for a resourceful man knows to pay attention to those things. So I think that kind of was tributing too to women becoming independent. That makes sense. She would be in an independent situation. You know what I mean? When her and Nick are together, they're together. When they're not, she has her resources in her bag <laughs> that she secures. She can do whatever she wants. Her neighbor might be a single mother whose father is away. He could be in prison. You know what I mean? So she's forced into this same situation you are now choosing to be in. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So sometimes we look at people like, oh, they're going through what I'm going through because it looks the same. But she's choosing this situation. Yeah. And she could just go over to Nick's, watch a movie, cook a dinner, and come back to her spot. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't have that option, nor his resources, <laughs> nor being able to say you're attached to his name because that comes with stuff too for women. You know what I mean? Right. Just saying, oh, yeah, like I know him. That's my guy. Like she could get an opportunity off of that. And, and that's what I'm saying is that a lot of times, even men who are about the right thing, as Iman Shumpert, who is the husband of Tiana Taylor. Love their relationship. Love their relationship. I love their relationship. A lot of times, men who have the right intentions of being monogamous, they still have to be careful about who they allow in their house to uh, work on their house. Absolutely. To change their woman's tire. To do Absolutely. He says, because men with resources... It's easy to be a man for that woman because you are in the providing protective order. The, yeah. the provision and the protective primal order that women naturally respond to. Yeah. So like you said, even though he's dealing with these eight other women, anytime I need something, Nick yeah. can send it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> anytime that you know something's bothering me, Nick could be a problem solver for me. And this is what a lot of men don't understand is that a lot of times the reason why you're struggling in your relationship is because you're not solving problems. 100%. You're creating them. Down <laughs> you're there. creating the problems, yeah. but you're not solving problems within the relationship. But Nick, being a man of means, yeah. is a problem solver. Yeah, and if he can't do it, he's going to send somebody to do it. He's going to send somebody to do but it. But it's done, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to, to Harvey on the check-in, man. Please interact with us. And if, while you're interacting, please share this on your page. We do have a dope discussion right now that's going on right now. Uh, in other news, let's go ahead and start the flashing lights music right back over again. Uh, Omarion. Omarion was on uh, The Breakfast Club this morning. And, you know, this is I tap into three different things uh, when I get my news and information and things of that nature. So Omarion was on The Breakfast Club today. And... Um, he gets a lot of flack for, you know, being an R&B dude, uh, which I don't really real, realize is that R&B dudes from New Edition to Christopher Williams to uh, Jodeci, a lot of these boys will whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will whoop your ass. They come from the slums of North Carolina, 
New Jersey, Mario being one of those guys. I mean, yeah. they will whoop yo. I don't ever Chris underestimate. Brown. Yeah, uh, Mario and that whole clan, they come from LA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chris Brad, like you said, yeah, yeah, they will whoop you. Don't ever underestimate an R&B dude. So he gets a lot of flack for his non-confrontational approaches yeah. to things. But if you really heard him this morning on The Breakfast Club, I really respect it, dude. Mm. As far as um, they addressed the the issue that he had with Fizz. Yeah, because uh, B2K was just on Drink Champs. Yeah, well, for oh, real. That was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen that. Oh, no, no. Don't watch that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't watch that. Yeah. So, but so, all three, just the three of them, not with Amarion. Of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah, because yeah, so Amarion is Michael Jackson. All three of them showed up. And, yeah, it was, it, yeah it, was, it was a good episode. I haven't seen his uh, Breakfast Club, so I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, so the thing is, is that you know, a lot of times when we're younger, we don't know how to process our emotions, the things that are happening to mm -hmm. us, so we continue to act out, spiral out of control, mm -hmm. things of that nature. But as we get older, we don't like that space that, that we're in. I don't care if you're a, a rock star or somebody here on 17th in Cleveland. I mean, there comes a point in time in a man's life, he's like, Man, I don't like this role that I'm on, and I'm going to make right. some changes. Whether that's a, a, a spirit where you're on your journey and you just get blindsided by correction, or you decide to make that choice yourself. Um, Amarion came to a point where it's like, you know what, I don't like the way I'm feeling. And he started breathing exercises, eating better, uh, just practicing mental exercises, and, and looking at things the right way and says, you know what, I can choose to react this way, but if it's going to interrupt my peace, if it's going to interrupt, you know, uh, the energy that I need to go to this level, then I'm just going to do away with it and not deal with it. Um, when is the time to deal with bad energy and when is the time to just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let it go? Um, I think from a personal standpoint, just realizing we're all human, you got to weigh your options. You got to know there's three situations, you know, that can happen. There's three outcomes, excuse me, when a situation happens. There's problems that you need to deal with right now. Mm -hmm. There's problems you need to delegate to someone else and then there's problems you need to, you know, put off. Like you need to put a pin in. So it's just finding that work-life balance, like, which is a whole new journey for a lot of us because we weren't taught that, you know what I mean? <laughs> you were either taught, like, your life was family or it was work. We weren't taught how to balance both. Right. And a lot of us are trying to learn how to do that, you know what I mean, ranging your careers. So for me, you got to compartmentalize. You got to, like you said, you got to breathe. You got to assess the situation and ask yourself, is this an emergency? Does this need my attention right now? Because right. if it does, you got to drop everything else you're doing. That's right. protecting your peace. You know what okay. I mean? Uh -huh. And some, that that's going to rub people the wrong way sometimes because they don't understand your journey. They don't know what you're going through. Sure. You know what I mean? So what we have to do is what's best for us. Because if we're hurting and we're holding on to that, I can't even be good for you. You know, if I'm putting others before myself and I'm not my best self, I'm not helping them any. Right. So you got to just drop everything. That's what I like to do. I drop everything. If I could do it in three minutes, I get it done. I get to it. You know right, what I mean? Right. Or I assess my days now because sometimes you can't change the problem right then and there. So you need to figure out maybe it's your routine. Maybe this week I've been having too much downtime. I've been on social media scrolling too much. You know? uh, yeah. So a lot of it's self-reflection. When a problem's like a problem goes wrong in your life, ask yourself, you know, what can I change to to fix this problem? How can I be the solution? Sure, sure. Um, Amarion has found himself in the same position as Michael Jackson, uh, Ralph Tresvant, where you know you didn't ask God for a certain talent. You yeah. didn't ask God to look a certain way. Yeah. Um, 
and those pressures can come out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, as the Bible says, God can give you all these talents, but what are you going to do with them? Right. And there are people who choose to use all of their talents that God gives them, yeah. and it propels them forward. But that can make other people very uncomfortable. The light that... 100%. Is, 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 I mean, you can start out as friends. You yeah. can start out, oh, this is dope. But as you grow together, one person can emerge from the pack, and now they're getting all the attention. They're getting all the opportunities and stuff like that. Yeah. And that can cause resentment in the collective 100 percent of people um how does one deal with that because it's just like you can develop a survivor's remorse you can develop a certain type of remorse like well why did i get blessed like this but i yeah. mean that's not that's not for you to figure out 100 percent is not i think 100 i think off rip is you being honest with you know because a lot of times we just want, we anticipate what we think is best with our gift. We're not thinking about the consequences. So I think step one is you being honest. If you're ready to handle everything that comes with this gift, you know what I mean? If you're ready to handle, because Nipsey said this, it's one of his speeches I listened to, but he said, every time um, I think like when I get down and I'm like, man, times is hard. He's like, I remind myself, this is what I asked for. This comes yeah. with what I want to do. This comes with the territory. So a person like me, that's why I choose to be a realist with myself. I, I would I would kill for, you know, some vocals. I would kill to be able to sing like Chris Brown, but I know myself. If I had them kind of vocals, I would have been out here like Bobby Brown. I would have been I would have been showing my ass. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you get what yeah. I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have did that responsibly. I wouldn't have yeah. been a Kirk Franklin. I, I would have been out I would have been plies. Like I would have been showing out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think it's that first step, just being honest. Because if you can be honest that you're gonna appreciate and take care of this gift. You, you're going to nurture it the right way, even when times is hard, even when you had those days like, man, I, I love singing, but the industry, you know yeah. what I mean? But that comes with it. Jay, Jay wouldn't have got to as long as he did without pushing through the hard times because he probably had times, too. He's like, I'm done rapping. Like, what is these cats talking about? You know what I mean? Nobody's spitting bars no more. But he kept doing what he does because that's what he's supposed to do. But, but see, and I'm not I am trying to put myself in this because I have to relate to it in a certain way. Yeah. I've been part of a collective many times, singing groups, DJ groups, any of that. And I've always had a philosophy, even as a little person. Mm -hmm. I'd rather sit on the bench for the Lakers than to be the starting person for the L.A. Clippers. That's always been my mentality. I love that. I always would rather be a part of a winning team, no matter what position yeah. I played. And because of that mentality that I had, I will say it always caused me to emerge. Yeah. It always caused me to, because I was grateful in any position that I was able to play. Yeah. Now, they always say in uh, 48 Laws of Power, don't outshine the master. But I never purposely did it. It yeah. was just that I was so happy to be where I was. I was always a fan of the music. I was always a fan of the, the music culture. Mm -hmm. So I always would provide a threat to someone around in that area. I'm like, I'm just being myself. You know, yeah. some people really want to merge and, and need yeah. that spotlight. You but becoming I never, the master. Yeah. I, I guess, but, but, I, 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 but I always used to wonder, like, what am I doing wrong? It would always go good until it wasn't. You right, know, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And next thing you know, I would start being marginalized, ostracized, yeah. and stuff like that. And I just always felt like, why do I have to dumb down my enthusiasm? Right. Why do I have to dumb down my talent to make this person feel comfortable? Even it, it's it's funny that even like when I was little, I would. You know, some some kids would have the bigger toy, right? And I would be content 
with just this little Tonka truck or whatever I had. Mm-hmm. And they would be mad, like, I got the bigger toy. Why aren't right. you mad at me? Why aren't you so jealous happy. of me? Why, why aren't you jealous? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I can play with myself. I don't need balls. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need the company. I don't need the company. Yeah. I don't need to be a part of the larger collective. And yeah. that would really attract problems because of that. Why do you think that people like myself make people like that feel inferior? They resent it because they wish they were you. It's it's jealousy. That's jealousy to me, a hundred percent. They they want to be doing what you're doing, but they have some kind of block. They have some kind of shyness. They have something that prevents them from doing that. So now that you know, misery loves company. They want everyone in the world to not be able to do it because they can't be a part of it. Wow. And for me, that's that's the whole living in your truth thing. That's the if everybody's gonna be the boss, who's gonna work the business? You know what I mean? That's the <laughs> point you said at the Lakers, like. And, and even some people want to be just the janitor. You know what I mean? We need all every single one of those roles. But yeah. if people aren't being honest and truthful about what they want to do in the role they play, then there is no collective. There is no machine for people to love. There is no vers- machine for people to be a part of. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it becomes one person creates the machine and everybody has to work to maintain it. But I like the machine where everybody's doing their part because you love this part because you wanted to come in and make sure this was done. I didn't have to remind you. Right. Your alarm didn't have to wake you up. You jumped out of bed excited to come to your job. Right. That's living in your truth. You know what I mean? And that happens every day in the music industry. Like I feel like a lot of people jump in and they're like, I just want to be the star. But you might be the producer. I just want to be the star, but you might be head of marketing. You might be the AR. You might be the talent scout. There, there's so many aspects, and you can still love music, right. but you got to recognize what your role is when it comes to making the music. And that's what I'm talking about, Fizz, is like when Amarion was saying that, you know, I knew what he was doing when he went after my baby mom. I knew that it was intentional yeah. to do that. So that means that over the years, you on stage and everybody looks happy, but he's looking over at Mario and that should be me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no. Yeah. This man is just living his life. You gotta like, watch the drink chips. Because <laughs> he meant he brings that up. They talk about that obviously. Fizz is talking the most out of it. Like, oh, absolutely. He, but he he um he talks about it and how like they used to share women all the time. And but Amarion was like emotional about it. And oh. he, he said this ain't even the first time. They've been on tour and it was a, a roadie that he got salty about because she wanted to rock with Fizz. So he came to her like, yo, you 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 messing with my girl? And he's just like, bro, she ain't your girl. <laughs> You know what I mean? But he's like, he used to do that all the time. Like, yeah, this is my girl. Like, Whoa. she's off limits. And he's like, we've been we've been passing around women since we since we was kids. You know what I mean? Because all of them grew up together. So, me, I, so I, got, I need to see all of them together. Yeah, they yeah. all got to come together. And talk, here's the thing, though. Okay. It's so much hearsay. That's cool. When we on the road and we pass some women around, yeah. this is what I feel about it. Yeah. But... Here's the way I feel about this. Outside of what we got going on, if we're together and we have a child together, yeah. now I have a different connection with you. I mean, baby's mother, I don't like to say baby's mom, but baby's mother, but yeah. a, now we have a different connection. Now it's just not sex anymore. We are co-parenting and we are raising this child together. So now, even to this day, and, and, and I, I have a significant other, and I, I will say this, her her children's father or whatever looks at her in a certain way, even though they're not together. That's still a respect factor because you are the mother of my children. Yeah, me, I'm not with my ex wife anymore, but there's a still a respect there. Like you yeah. are the mother of my children. So 
whoever comes into your life, it's going to affect me a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not with you, but whoever comes into your life, uh, you know what I'm saying? So that being said, bruh, this is my child's mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if there's a random chick, then I get it. But this was some personal shit. It was. Because, you know what I'm saying? If Fizz is saying it ain't petty and it wasn't personal, I think it was petty and personal. Absolutely. But I also think on the Marion's end, like, you got to address your kid's mom. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, it takes two. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It, it does, it, it but, takes I, two. I, I, but see, um, there's one Jay-Z lyric that I love. He said, man, no matter how pretty she is, you never like it, my girl. And that was that was confined to the people that was in his circle. Absolutely. When that, and that song called Anything, he's talking to, if I say you my mans, you my mans. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We we kicking it. So to live by that code, no matter how pretty she is, you never like it, my girl. I lived by that code. Like, Absolutely. Man, I don't care how cold your girl. And this is why, to this day, if anybody's in my friend circle and you have a, a, a significant other or wife, I don't friend them on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I give side hugs. Yeah. I uh, We don't even converse that much. You know, there was one incident, I, I won't point out the friend, but, you know, she was in the circle of guys that were talking. And I was like, hey, we should reserve this talk away from her. Yeah. And she felt some type of way about it, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect my man yeah. by talking about women in front of you because I got respect for you. But that's just the code. Everybody don't live by yeah, that that's code. principle. <laughs> it's just, I live by a gangster code. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So um, that being said, especially if you baby's mom, that's off limits. Like a hundred percent. But I think two men should delegate their friends, and I, I, you know, what I mean, who they are because. For me, that stuff just has to be known. Like I, growing up, yeah, like men used to pat, share women. I've I've never cared nor not cared. I just adjust and adapt to how things are. You know what I mean? So I ain't tripping. I, I ain't gonna get upset for somebody talking to somebody I used to talk to. Yeah. But I can only call you my friend. You know, if you know these things, you know who's off limits. Like you know the people I've dated. Yeah. Just leave them alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> be, let it be a play cousin. You feel me? Like and and I re I, and I reciprocate that energy but if you've tried to talk to my people in the past even if they rejected you like your people that that off limits is all is done you know what i mean yeah. like now you set the tone for how this is gonna go i'm also not the person that's gonna be like oh no nah, your people off limits. not nah, that's what we doing that, that's how our friendship works because i can actually pull your people <laughs> just because my people didn't want you don't mean it's all fair you know talk like nah shit. we ain't even <laughs> you thought you could talk to her all right bet because <laughs> your ex been in my inbox so, <laughs> so all right and that's how it really be going because usually it's the, the people the good guys who stay away but yeah. you know you get tried every now and again and you got to show that you're a good guy because sometimes the girl don't believe it like yeah now your friend ain't that tight like i'm gonna try him you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And, I've, and I've told people, like, not even having... I told the guy if it was that serious, but if it was something light, I'd just be like, nah, like, this, you know, this ain't that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Wrong I, friends. <laughs> if, if we're associates, I got nothing to do with that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? If, yeah, if, yeah, if that's you your business. talk to anybody that I've been with, that's... But I'm not participating in it. But if you're my man it. and we, we down in the dirt together, we done done a lot of things together, bruh, I have no respect for you. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. because of the closer the proximity. That means that... You was probably already scheming when I was with her. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, you gotta watch this Drake chat. I do, I do. So Fizz tells this. So how Fizz tells the story is him and old girl was already cool. You know, and they was already friends. So one time, so 
Him and Amarion don't talk. He said he he hasn't talked to boy in like twenty years. Like he was showing him, he like I be calling him, I text, he never answers. He's like it's been like this for a while. So he said in the beginning because they even asked him like, bro, that looked kind of crazy. <laughs> so he was like in what? the beginning they was just friends. They was going through what they was going through. He was like, there was even a couple times O would come to her house and Fizz was just on the couch. Like, they wasn't kicking it at that time, but everybody in the room was like, that's a little weird. Like, I would have pulled that's that. That's weird. Was going on with that. So it's he like was like, that. he started confronting her and stuff. And then, you know, one thing just led to another. But he tells it as like, it wasn't intentional. But it, it still, it's it's foul to me. I think it just shows how, you know, how, how distant y'all really are. Like, I don't think they really like each other on any level. It's probably some all, all resentment over yeah, the years. for so many, you know what I mean? Boom, 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 boom. I think it's just, and he really don't like Amar. He doesn't like Amarion because at one point they all wanted to leave B2K, them four, because of the management, how it was going. So how he tells it, Amarion went and told the management on, this is when he knew about the first girl. Okay. So he went and told the management. So now B2K, what it is now, the three pull up. And Fizz was like, they ambushed us. He was like, even the management was like, yeah, I hear y'all trying to leave and do your own thing. And right. I hear y'all even sleeping with each other's girlfriends. And he was like, oh, oh, oh wait a minute, where you hear that from? And he said, Amarion came out, was standing next to him. He was like, oh, dude, let dude uh, threw us under the bus. Amarion did some Scorpio so shit. Think, bruh. <laughs> Bruh, and, and I, I wouldn't put that past him. You feel me? So I think him and Fizz got some just <laughs> some stepbrothers, some animosity, some yeah. back and forth with each other to the point that it was just like we we might as well not speak. But but um, so do you think his unbothered is really a mask? Then it's really not um, the true. I, that I, he feels it's hard not to think that because like he's an entertainer. Like once you start being on TV all the time, you just seem superficial to me. It just seems like you're putting on airs or okay. you're reacting or responding to something. Like, but is this really you? You know what I mean? Who who knows? Because I got a lot out of it, but now that you're unmasking a lot of stuff. Oh, like, man, really, you got it. And that, that, is that really how he really feels? I think so. And I, and I think all of them are still just kind of handling it like childhood friends. You know what I mean? This is, this is a lot of times to me why friendships don't stand the test of time because we don't grow up with the friendship. And right. you have a few friends who grow up and they want to do things different. You have a few friends who still look at it like we're 15, like... And we're and we're we're grown people got kids, y'all got careers, like we're different people. You know, yeah. sometimes people grow apart. But when you're in that type of group and people are used to seeing you, it's like, oh, where's Amarion? Where's Fizz? Like people just it's the J and Dane. They assume you should be best of friends. Listen, and we can grow apart. The the trauma happens and the distance happens and the disconnection happens when you start doing shit. Absolutely. We can grow apart all you want. The tip for tat, yeah. But when you start doing shit. To make me feel bad or as a direct foul against me, that's when I'm not fucking with you no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at that point, you can do your thing. You know, I've never been, I'm not trying to act like I'm just this perfect person, but I've never been moved by money or women. Yeah. I've always been moved by love, appreciation, and the limelight. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. You know, I mean, my 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 attention whore days came from a hole in my heart of my parents. You know what I'm saying? Not getting the attention that I wanted mm -hmm. from them. So therefore, I became a huge attention whore. And there's still some remnants of that shit to the day. Mm -hmm. But that's my truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but as far as being moved by women and money, never been that way at all. You know what I'm saying? So when I see people do the most for a woman, when I see people do the most for money, I be like, 
Right. You could have just asked me for it, or you could have just came to me about it. Yeah. When I see people doing shit behind people's back, I'm just like, hey, that's shit weird to me. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I think a lot of us, I remember too, that's, it's, it's crazy. All these bit, these bands, these groups, it's unfolding what was happening. Because we got to remember too, that they were like 14, 15, 16 when, when some of this stuff was happening. Like, right. these people in these groups were, were children. You know what I mean? And I think it gets to a point to where sometimes when you get to know yourself, like that lets you know who your company is. And it's not even a knock to nobody. It doesn't have to be confrontational. You just you you want a different kind of time. You want a different kind of energy. Yeah. So for me, I think that's where Marion's at. You know what I mean? I I won't. I don't think anybody like reaches peace. Like we all learning, we all healing. But I think he was forced to grow up so fast. He knows what he wants. Right. Fizz was forced to grow up so fast. He knows what he wants, and y'all no longer want the same thing. At one point, y'all did. Y'all wanted B two K. Y'all wanted music. Y'all wanted fame. You wanted what you got. Right. So now that you have it, you know what I mean. The whales run dry. Like what? What we got to talk about? Right, right. And I respect that. I, I, I ha- that happens to a lot of my friendships. It's not like, oh, you slept with my girl. We ain't friends no more. It's just like we grew apart, and things did happen. But I'm not gonna act like we grew apart because they happened. We just were naturally growing, growing apart. apart. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one t- sometimes one side of the parties can't deal with that, mm. so then they're pushing back. And they got anxiety, and he like, man, he gonna try to sleep with my girl. Let me let me go talk to one of his girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me get him before he get, get me. me. That's a bad mentality. And he and like Amorian, I do think that the peace of love is his truth because it seems like he was living on that the whole time. But you know, Fizz kind of had that anxiety, like, oh, he the leader of the band, he gonna want all the women. Let me get what's for let me. Let me let yeah. me get mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I- Totally that's how I see it outside looking in. No, that's a dope perspective. I don't think any either one of them's right or wrong. I think um, even brothers fight, and everybody you fight with ain't your friend. Everybody you make money with and break bread with ain't you know ain't your people either. Like Low three. I mean, everybody, everybody you ain't fight your ain't your enemy. You know what I mean? Everybody you win with ain't your friend. So sometimes yeah. it's we fight with those people just to realize, like just to see who they are. And I think once he's seen what it was, they left. But there's a reason too. B2K still together. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. They're, they're still y'all still trying to there. live in that that image that y'all put out. And I feel like oh, was it? and they was even saying that they was like he was always just saying like yeah, so solo artists make more money. It's easier to push a solo. They right. was like he was always saying little stuff like that. That was his intentions. But but you you're hitting a point uh, on the closeout. There's always a reason why David Ruffin can go on the reunion tour. There's always a reason why Bobby Brown can go on the reunion tour. There's always a reason that these groups come back together is because, you know, when you come out together, there is a bond, there is a brotherhood, and you eventually, I wouldn't say necessarily work it out, but you understand the brotherhood, the band of brothers that went through the struggle to get from point A to point B. So even when there's that reunion, because he could have very well said, I'll do this tour solo. He still conceded, conceded to um, doing the tour with B2K right. to uh, allow them provision to eat. Now, of course, how we deal with each other on tours is another thing, but I think that was big of a Marion because he initially was just going to go on a tour by himself when that shit came out. But for him to concede and say, you know what, I'll go ahead and do the tour with my brothers. I think that's big of him. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's a mask or not, I come up with the rule of don't let them see you sweat. Absolutely. So even if it's a facade, then, you know, I think Amarion going through his breathing exercises, making sure that he's good. I think that's a really good approach to, you know, uh, just not letting the whole thing crumble his mental. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is um, 
Reflection Thursdays with Good Life Russ. If you do want to call in and talk to Good Life Russ about anything that we talked about today, 614-754-9881. Getting into the topic of discussion now. Um, this was shared by my significant other, but it was also shared by a few other uh, people as well. This is why I wanted to put this on the table because enough is enough. We're going to talk about it on both sides. Get everybody up in here now. We are talking about the discussion that we advertised um, for the question of the day and that is the whole flu out situation 614-754-9881 um the question of the day is who's in the wrong is anybody in the wrong or is it just an immature game that people are playing okay so we're going to talk about we're going to take it back to the root of, of things, and, and we already touched on it before. There are people in life, like, you know, whatever your gene pool is, or what we call these attractive people, or let's call these the beautiful people. Yeah. People who have just great features in their face, who are blessed, you know, body wise, to have, you know, great structured bodies. From the time that these people are little, they have no problem attracting the opposite sex, the same sex, whatever you want to say. So their work never had, they never had to work hard <laughs> yeah. for attention or anything else. So these people don't know the struggle of chasing or pursuing because it always comes on their doorstep, right? Now, later in life, there are ugly ducklings who, whether through manual enhancement or life just takes a turn and they're late bloomers, they end up getting an attention that they're not used to getting, but they end up getting this attention anyway. And they embrace it wholeheartedly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, these are people also that, even though they come into their newfound form of attention, they're embracing it. So they don't have to work uh, for a lot of the things that they want either. Now, these are the people that we call them the... The undesirables. <laughs> we call the people that, based on society's standards, they don't meet the standards of attractiveness, yeah. right? These people have to work a little bit harder to obtain what other people obtain just naturally. And as T.I. As, as would say, get it how you live, pimp. <laughs> um, either yeah. way it goes Get it how you live It yeah. makes me no difference How you get it As long as you get it yeah. As long as you're getting What you want out of life Get it how you live But there are men Whether they are uh, Handsome or not They are using money And leading with money To proposition Or lead with the expectation Of if I do this Then you do this Right mm -hmm. <clears throat> And one of these activities that is now happening is that they are utilizing their money to proposition women to say, hey, I'm out here in Vegas. I'm out here in L.A. I'm out here in New York. I'm out here in Miami. I'm out here in Atlanta. Um, let me let you let me get you away for a weekend. Let me get you away down here in Myrtle Beach on this yacht real quick. And uh, I got a bag to spend on you. I want to show you a great time. And uh Nine times out of ten, according to an attractive female, that's going to be enticing to her, especially if Absolutely. she's around. You got to think that everybody's not getting it. I mean, me, 
per personally, <laughs> y'all always get on me for not for putting myself into a story. But even though I've, well, I would say during the years of uh, 23 to 30, yeah, I had a hell of a bag. I, I was a quarter million dollar nigga, you know, at the time. So I had a bag. But outside of that time span, I've been chasing the money. You know what I'm saying? And But I never had a problem with looks. So, so it's never been yeah. a hard thing for me. You know yeah. what I mean? But for some guys, this is what they led with. Like they gotta work for it. <laughs> but and also on the flip side, mm -hmm. I've been around sisters, I've been around aunts, I've been around women a lot. I've been around prostitutes all my life, and I know how smart they are. I know one 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 of my uh, OG ladies said, "You know within three seconds if a man want to fuck you or not. Mm -hmm. You know." By the way he's looking at you, the, by the way he's positioned, you know whether or not, you know what that man wants within the first three to five seconds of him even being in the room. Mm -hmm. By the way he's looking you up, by the way he's scanning you and everything like that. It's just mm -hmm. certain things. Because as Chris Rock said, attractive women have been getting on, hit on since the age of eight. So by the time they're grown, they know. They know yeah. what the game is. You know what I'm saying? So the question is, Who's in the wrong? The women who are accepting these things, knowing that these men are flying you out for a reason, yeah. or the men that's tricking on the women who are doing it. Now, I will lead and say this, because I see that you guys are jumping in on the conversation already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is the same, and I'm, I'm going to say it the same way as if you are a jealous person and you have a, a, an attractive woman or something like that. Um, her vagina doesn't belong to you. So she can do whatever it is that she wants to do with it. That is her choice. Right. If that woman is going to cheat on you, she was going to cheat on you from the beginning. Yeah. If she is, if, if that's in her character yeah. to jump from guy to guy or to be a promiscuous woman, that was already in her to do it. If God wanted you to control that vagina, he would have gave you a key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have allowed you to transport your mind into that woman and know what she is thinking at all times. A man don't know what a woman is thinking. You know what I'm right. saying? So you can't go with it. You just got to, you know, go by her actions and go by what she shows you to build that trust. But you don't have the key to that. So if she's going to do it, she's going to do it. Right. But at the same time, if you're trying to buy that or if you're trying to woo her, it is not her obligation to give you no coochie. That is her choice whether she wants... We want to establish that today on the Uptown Show. Let me drop a bomb for that. We want to establish that today. No amount of money obligates this woman to have sex with you. Correct. I don't care if you spend 5000 I don't care if you spend 10000 <laughs> or whatever amount of money that you have spent on this woman to entice her mm -hmm. to come to whatever location that you're at. She is not entitled to... So I'm going to go off rip. You trying to embarrass her on social media, that's some cornball shit. Yeah, I don't like taking anything personal to social media. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a rule of Let's thumb. Let's go to the video clip, because I think Baby has already posted it. I know what she's going to do. She's automatically going to go into my inbox and post the video clip. But if I can beat her to it, I'm just going to go to her page. And we're going to listen to this cornball. <laughs> We're going to listen to him. Give me one second. Here we go. Let's and away we go. Let me explain your story. I'm through this way from Mount Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Been talking to her on Instagram for months. 
Man, you feel me? I just been giving her five cheese on this. She talking about she don't want nobody to touch her. Man, you got me. Look, you mean what you believe? First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm man. First, she's talking about she don't even fly spirit, right? Talking about she don't fly spirit, right? Like, she, like, okay, so I get her mom. So I get her mom. God damn, there's six, seven hundred last minute, right? So plus her bags, check in, all that shit. We go get her over all that shit. Then I'm getting there at two G's already. So we get here. First night, I'm being, I'm being a whole gentleman. I've been a whole gentleman. Have you not? Have I not been a gentleman to you, though? Have I not done anything? But you should have knew what it was if I flew you out here, though. I don't have to. I don't want to. out here, then. What do you mean? So, y'all, this is the Instagram. I don't, you know what? I ain't going to be no petty ass. Put your name on there like that. Okay, so why would you come halfway across the country knowing you didn't want to f*** on that? I don't like how boy handled it. See, that's why you don't go to things on social media. Because a situation where I don't feel like he's wrong and he handled it wrong. And he I understand. It wrong. I understand what he's saying, but that's but now you just look you look bitter. You look like you and your feelings, and now nobody's listening to what you're saying because they focus on your reaction. Do you know the best reaction I really felt was the right one, but he just shouldn't have went on social media? Yeah, he ain't wrong. No, no, not him. There was another video where the dude's actions were correct, except where he videotaped it. And that's where he kindly drove her back to the airport. the airport. I seen that one. Hey, I like that one. He kindly drove that. her ass back to the and airport. Put her luggage and, out. And yeah, he said her luggage out. He, you ain't, yeah, yeah. Because now you trying to embarrass him. You trying to you trying to yeah. prove a point you don't have because yes. there's people who don't see a problem with what the woman's doing. You know what I mean? So that's why again, I it's a perspective thing for me. At, the woman's wrong in that situation. And the reason I say that is because you trying to play a game. You trying to run game on somebody that run game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't no regular, with all due respect, ain't no regular working man flying people out. This, this is a certain type of person that flies people out. Right. They got a strict schedule. They probably travel a lot. They probably doing work in a city they don't live in. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So you playing the game. Like, this is so funny. I love that you started the whole segment with the word toxic because uh, shout out to Brent Fires, but I've been watching a couple of his interviews lately. He's people. He's like, people call me toxic because of my lifestyle. He's like, you got to yeah. think. I work 60 hours a week and then I got to fly somewhere else. Right. And then I'm here for two days and I got to fly somewhere else. And then I maybe come home for a week and then I leave out again. So I need people who understand that lifestyle. Sometimes I want to kick it. Like I've been working all day. I I'm going to let my hair down. I'm going to have fun. So the, the way dudes, you know, can kind of protect themselves. You got to have that conversation though. Like before they come out, you feel me? Like, I am anticipating a little happy ending. If that's not what you want, yeah. let's just dead the whole thing right now. But don't just come out and assume because you're spending money, they're going to bust it open. You know what I mean? Right. Because well, she's not obligated to do that. She 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 is not. And here here's the thing. And this is, especially if this is the case now, if he has put you up in a room, I think it's a little different scenario as if you guys have booked the room. He's in the room. You're in the room. Yeah. And this is a room that is paid for by him. He has flown you out to be in a room. It's not like... He ain't your sugar daddy. He ain't your sugar daddy. It's some random a dude on the is, internet. Yeah. A date is... a date. Here's a date. A date to me is, you know what? I'm in your city. 
here's the restaurant. Yeah. Now I'm getting to know you. You should not be sharing a room with anyone yeah. that you don't plan on having relations oh, with. Yeah. Now, how that plays out and how he gets... Because I feel like... This is what I, I told my significant other yesterday. I said, it ain't her fault that you don't have game to get yeah. her panties wet. You know what I'm saying? Because if I you... I can see that. It, it's not her fault that you... Because if you have game and, and because it's, it's one of those things where... You might have said something. Now I'm out of the mood. You're a cornball. I see that you're a cornball now. I see that all you're doing is leading with your money. So now I don't want to have sex with you. And now he's salty and mad about it. But how many times have we courted? But that's trickery, They're they're saying courted, but I'm saying we a spit game to a woman. And we just automatically said the wrong shit and she just walked away. But I think that's capped, though, to an extent. Because, I mean... If I'm bringing you out here doing all this, clearly this ain't your lifestyle. That's why you, again, I'm a stranger. So you signed up for all this because you don't live like this. But you try to hustle me. You thought you was just going to get the lifestyle without having to put out. It ain't nothing in this world free. That's why I say the woman's wrong in that because you're accepting all these gifts knowing knowing (laughs) if he tries, you're going to tell him no. And if he don't try you, this was the perfect trip. But if he tries you, you already know you're going to say no. Right. And and here, I, I get it because... So let that be known before you flew out. You should have you should have told me that before you came. Because look at how he reacted. That means she did not tell. You're just now telling me this at two in the morning. I'm off Doucet. I just ate some nacho. I'm ready to go. Like right. let's go to the room. Don't, don't what do you What do you mean? You want to watch a movie? Now nah, forget Netflix. Let's go to the room. <laughs> and I, I said this on the Brodies, and this is the whole women accountable. Women. Do whole shit, but you can't call them that or treat them like a ho. exactly. You know what I'm saying? But they do whole shit, and that's frequently me that that they I wouldn't call being flown out whole shit, but you know what it is, right? It leads to it, right? Exactly. <laughs> now there have been in in this entertainment industry, I can't really speak on a lot of things because you know me personally. Uh, somebody asked this. Shout out to Yolanda Drew because I posted something about. Uh, people's bodies and yeah. people are really racking up bodies these days. Yeah. And so she said, well, how many bodies do you have? I said, not that many. You have to understand that I married my high school sweet, sweetheart and was with her for 20 years. Yeah. After that divorce, I got out into another six-year relationship. That's 26 years yeah. of being faithful. I'm talking about no physicality cheating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the majority of my life, I've been with one woman. You know what I'm saying? So I... That's not to put myself on a pedestal or anything because I've done some other crazy shit. But you know what I'm saying? That this is my story. But I'm just saying I know the psychological effects of a lot of bodies. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I was saying women do these type of activities and they don't want to be treated that way. They don't want to be called that. So what I've seen in the industry is women who are real with it. They're like, all right, I know what this is. I know what it is. You know, um, and and they move on from baller to rapper to drug dealer to whatever. They know what the assignment is and they get to it. I have respect for those. I also have respect for the other person who says, I'm doing this crazy shit right here and it's my body. I'm single. I can do what I want to do, but I want him to respect me. So they want to extract a little bit more. So they'll be more reluctant to act like a hoe or give out on the first night or something even though that neither one of these two people are together, they'll go ahead and, you know, play the game. You're like, yeah. nah, I'm not going to do this. I'm not this type of person. 
and get the person to respect them a little bit. It's yeah. still the same game. It's just that how you're being treated at this point and what you're allowing to happen yeah. into your life. I respect them both, yeah. but it's still all part of the same game. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And people catch amnesia. And and to me, like the first impression is the lasting one. You know, so don't come to me playing this bad girl. And then you see I'm not you know, I'm not feeling that after a year. You're like, oh no, I'm a good girl. Like, nah. Nah, you <laughs> <laughs> It's too late. <laughs> and if, 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 if that's what you want in your mind, that's fine. But us but men, cool we look at me. it the same yeah. way. As if, if that man got the, the draws based on what he laid out for you and how yeah. he impressed you, it's still all part of the same situation. It's yeah. just how how you want to look at yourself. At the, at the end of the 100%. day. 100%. You know, and men are conscious of this stuff. Like, yeah. we have anxiety about this. I used to, when I was younger, like in my 20s, I hesitated asking some girls out I really liked and really trying to try them the first day. Because I didn't want them to give it up because I felt like I would have lost that respect for you. Right. And in the long run, I always respect the woman who made me wait and who just was like, nah, this is my character. I don't... I don't care what you talk about. I don't. Yeah, we yeah. can go get lobster and have fun, and I'm still I'm cool. So they they would tell me up front if that's not cool with you, let's just not go out to eat. That's to me. I respect that. You know what right, I mean. Right, right. But if you you kind of have a feeling I'm under the impression I'm expecting something later, and you're not gonna give it out, let me know that up front. So then I can change because now I feel like you did all this under false pretenses. I, you know what I mean? That's the whole flying out thing. Like. You know that culture, and and it, we've been arguing about whether men expect sex from this or not for years, for a couple decades now. Right, right, right. So if you're, it's like catfish. Like if you're on the show at this point, you know what the show is about. Right. You don't get to complain about the circumstances now that he want to kick you out because you ain't give it up. That's the game. But but look at the enticement that goes back and forth in the inboxes because it could be a city that 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 woman has never been to. You know what I'm saying? He's picking up on all of this stuff like that because, I mean, you're playing the dating game, but now it's more in a social media kind of world now or a metaverse And world. it is a competition. Like, yeah, let's yeah. call it what it is. Dating is a competition. This is why a lot of people, to me, want monogamy. This is why they want you to just be with them because they don't want to have to compete with other people. Right. See, with me, I'm so secure with myself. You can go, like... If you want to go be with somebody else, I hope it works out. You know what I mean? But I know that person ain't me. I know that person's not going to love you how I'm prepared to. They're not going to do what I'm prepared to do. So you're going to lose out on me. So I don't have to trap a woman. I don't have to, oh, you only need to be with me. To me, that's insecurity. Right. Because like you said, that P going to do whatever that P want to do. Yeah. You but feel me? Like what I'm saying, hoping <laughs> to get something for free. Hoping to get something for free. Now, this is what I will say to that. And, and 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 let's go here, ladies. Uh, I mean, because if we're going to talk about these cornball guys, this is coming from one of your own. This is coming from uh, a lady. And hold on. I'm going to go back to the comments. Black Rose, thank you so much for your comments and everybody who's on the check-in right now. Um, I want to play this real quick. All right, let's go. because I think a lot of women are really, really confused by it. Um, if you're in a relationship with a man, then yes. If you're in a relationship, you guys are committed to each other, living together, um, engaged, married, what, what have you. Yes, there comes a responsibility of him helping out with the bills. But I'm talking about women who are just dating a man. She's just dating him. And she expects him to be responsible for her bills. No. No, he's not. 
No, he's not. A man giving you money should be uh, 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 in addition to what you already have. It shouldn't be a necessity. You can't pay your bills if he doesn't give you money. And I'm sick and tired of women on the post talking about some. So I'm supposed to lay down with him and give and, and sleep with him and give him this. And what, what do I get in return? You get dick in return. Hey! That's what happens when you sleep with somebody. You give him your cuckoo. He give you his penis. Y'all put it together. It's an even trade. That's what you're getting. And if you feel like if you lay down with a man and you need to get paid for it, you want to charge him for your time for being there, that's called prostitution. And if hey! you want to do that's fine. But go ahead and give him a round it out to a price. See, so I can get it on. Get a menu. Hard <laughs> marketing. Call I gotta give her a round of applause she that. for Shout out to her. that. Yeah. That was from one of your own Shout ladies. Out to her. She a hundred percent right. Shout out to her because when you have sex, it's supposed to be a mutual thing. Yeah. We have we have bastardized the whole meaning of sex yeah. and all this stuff like that. You're supposed to have sex with somebody that you like. Somebody that can please you sexually and vice versa. Yeah. Not People start leveraging their parts against each other. <laughs> That's what happened. But if you do, there's nothing wrong with it. But just call I it just, what it is. Yeah, let's call it what it is. And if you can't call it what it is, you're clearly ashamed of it. So yeah. don't do it. If you can't even you can't even tell people what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I'm that's how I look at it at the end of the day. And for me, I agree with what she said hundred percent. I hate the whole double standards. And a lot of women that I've met that have racked up bodies is usually behind the, well, men can do it and I can do it too. And how I look at it is like, even on a like psychological level, our parts are different. You know what I mean? Like we're more so a woman is the lock. We're the key. You right. feel me? A key that can open any lock is a master key. A lock that can be opened by any key is a shitty lock. Yeah. That's perspective. Like that's how that's, and men aren't always racking up women because it's a competition it's a sometimes that was our trauma sometimes we didn't have outlets and we didn't know why we feel this way and why i want to be with all these women and why i want to do these things but how many people can say they were having those conversations with us how many outlets ha can we say that we have so so how are we supposed to fix these things you know today wanted to address you she said yeah not all women are intrigued by your money he spent that money trying to flex hoping she would have sex with him I, but that's the game. That's but he does that trick. A trick is going trick. You get what I mean? But if you're not into tricking, why are you dealing with a trick? If you knew potentially this person was going to want that, that that's my thing. You should have spoke up about it. So now that he's going off about you, you don't get to be upset because you could have been proactive. You could have told him from jump. You dig? Why wait to the to the end? You know you in the wrong. Now, okay, so there are some men out there where the women are from, like, you know what, I only see you as this. And a, a man, just like we always accuse women of thinking that they can change a man's mind. A man right. will wine and dine her hoping that he can change her mind by the end of the night. Like, she'll be calling up from him, like, I only see you like this. You know what I'm saying? He'll be like, no, that's cool. I, just, I still want to take you out anyway. Now, I think that's some sep shit. But I don't think we're trying, I don't think always men are trying to change their mind. I think you you spoke on it perfectly earlier. You was talking about a man and a woman, and you said uh, the flying out. He probably looked at her social media, seeing, okay, she says she wants to go eat lobster. I'm going to make sure we got lobster on the trip. That's what is happening. So I love how, again, everything is get put on men. We only think women want money because they talk about money all the time. Again, the conversation Ooh. we have it. You got to pay my bills. And women are always talking about money. What can you do for me? You got to put pressure on, a.k.a. Which, how much money are you going to kick out? I hate when a woman say, you ain't putting enough pressure. Also, I ain't spending enough, sis. Like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> and if you don't care about money, why is the conversation leading to money? In the first dates, 
How much you going to spend on me? Do you give gifts? What kind of restaurants do you eat? We we always talk about money. You get what I mean? Right, so right. why would a man not think money is the key? There's a side of dating that we need to address. So men are visual. Yeah. Right? Men are visual. And there was a lady what that I kind of agree with her in, in, in an aspect. She said, why wouldn't I be with a man that's on his game when... To go out with you, I have to spend three hundred dollars to get my hair done. I have to, you know, what I'm saying I hit, I'm hitting the gym, making sure that I'm, I'm right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, if I have to go to a makeup person, and that's a good amount of money. Um, also, if I have to get my nails done, or everything, yeah, to cater to your visual. Yeah. Now, we as women, we like to see men on their purpose because we, no matter how, the whole dating game is supposedly, yeah, to find a. A suitable person that you do eventually want to spend your life with. Yeah. You want, I mean, this is what it's supposed to be for now. We've bastardized this shit. But from a mature <laughs> aspect, the lady says, you know, potentially one day you're going to make me either your girlfriend or your wife. You know what I'm saying? Now, right. I'm investing in the visual aspect of what it is that you want. The least you could do is show me that you are a, a suitable guy that is going to be on his purpose and able to provide and to treat me a certain way. And I kind of looked at it as like, you know what? I kind of get where she she went with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she does. She spends a bag to look a certain way that we, because you know what I'm saying. We we know the difference, especially the caliber of person that you are as a man, especially if you're a high value man. You want that woman to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And in your pursuit of her, she done probably invested a lot of shit. Yeah. To look that way. Yeah, but to and I understand that a hundred percent. I understand that perspective, but. To me, it, it makes logically it makes no sense and it's unhealthy because to me, I'm not I, I'm not responsible for nobody's happiness. You know what right, I mean? Right, That's not my job. Right. It's not my job to make you feel beautiful. It's not my job to make you feel confident. Like the lady said in the video, I add to those things. You got to already bring those things to the table. Exactly. So now this again, since men don't have these platforms to speak on, this gets left out. Now we're not talking about how. This, to me, is how dating is starting to get separated because now, instead of people looking for that person to invest in and starting that journey with them, you already want him established. You already want him making 200000 a year, CEO, to upkeep you. But what do you bring to the table? Because, again, like she said, if it's just your vagina, there's... there's... Let me, uh, Black Rose. Bingo, Russ. Me, personally, she said bingo, Russ. Uh, me personally, I'm not getting flu flued out. <laughs> Y'all, wow! I'm not getting flued out, uh, flued out by a man that ain't my man. Because, man, let me give you a round of applause. I don't even gotta finish it. <laughs> you gotta finish it. I already know he, he's going to want my my kitty. Yeah. And I ain't giving it up. Hey, that that part, that part. If if that activity happened. Uh, when I was in the military, that was my girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was, okay, I'm in Philly. Here's a flight. Boom. I'll, I'll see you out here. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But a random... Here, here's, yeah. here's one thing I, I say about that, flying anybody out, especially if you live in that city and you're flying. You mean to tell me you can't pull nobody in your city? Exactly. <laughs> There's beautiful women everywhere. You can't pull nobody in your city. But I don't think they want somebody they're going to be running into. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> my family in my city. Yeah. I don't want to run into no one night stand in Easton. 
I'm gonna meet you in Cincinnati. Yeah, even if yeah, it's that far away. Yeah. That ain't that far, but it's far away. I ain't gonna bump into you. Yeah. I think it's just it's it's the sneaky link culture. But what's happening is a lot of these people are getting into these situations with intentions on getting wifed up, or I'm gonna put it down so they gonna wanna stay with me. And then once that's not the case, you feel robbed, you feel cheated. Right. But that's the game. You can get caught in a trap house and the cops come, oh no, I wasn't in here selling drugs. I just they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. You shouldn't have been here. And since you're here, you got to deal with the consequences. You playing with fire, you might get burnt. You hey, know what I mean? I, I want to uh, address what uh, my man said, Michael Bazin. If I, if I can 